great future. We're talking real money. Once again, once again, we're back with you. We, two of us this time, for an exciting vlog and podcast. I am Don McDonald and back, back from his seminar on speculative <laughs> investing. Oh, come on. Well, didn't didn't you take kind of a class on speculative well, investing? Yeah, there's a class uh, t- involved. T- there's some education there that, that, yeah, I guess that would be true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he I went got out to an Vegas. Education. Yeah, I went to Vegas. Yeah. Did you did you end up ahead or did you gamble again? I ended up a little behind, but not a lot. I'm not a gambler by I, nature. We talked about I knew about that this. was gonna. I knew that was going to happen. Well, I you were up like $145. I know. I know. And then and you then, went back into the casino live, not live, and and you ended up losing, right? Yeah, I ended up losing. I mean, I threw it a couple bucks at a couple things. I, you know, I spent 20 minutes on the whole experience after I was up, and then it was gone, a little bit roulette, a little blackjack, and that was that. So, sorry. You know, but the only other the place. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. I did, man, despite the loss, I retained... My wallet, my phone, and most of my dignity. Not all I was of it, but say, most, wait, of most of if it. If you're going to say dignity, <laughs> I know people who might take umbrage at <laughs> that. You could probably bring them in today. Yeah. So I have a feeling most of it. you lost a smidgen of your dignity during that incredibly yeah. crazy football game. I think the first half, yeah, and you can hear it in my voice a little bit when I was yelling at our quarterback and our coach because I couldn't figure out what the blank they were doing so yeah there was a little bit of that but uh, a good like, time was had by all little money was spent and Chucky i learned a lesson quit smirking yeah he's smirking he's got he should the be smirk smirking down. himself he should be smirking Gordon's got himself. the smirk thing down he's on the sideline going don't get me started so anyway, anyway the all welcome well to talking real well. money <laughs> i guess <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of speculating and speculative investing school, this is a topic we just we cover a lot. And speculative investing, folks, it's nothing new. It's been around since there's been something to speculate with. Um, and a more recent example was almost a hundred years ago. Almost a hundred years ago, in the great state of where I am. Florida. There, in fact, there have been many of these. I, I think I participated in one of them in 1977. There have been Florida land boom kind of scam boom things that went on. And this one was back. This is from Jason Zweig at the Wall Street Journal using his Wayback Machine in, uh, a, 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 in let's see, what was this, 1926. A lot of people poured money into Florida land and literally poured so much money in that they had the money, the checks that were being written in the real estate offices had to be, they put a barrel there. Here, just throw your check in the barrel. And then, then shortly thereafter, a gigantic hurricane struck. And what did it do to the land? Well, it ripped it to shreds. What happened to the value? It plummeted. (laughs) 
there's there these lessons they don't they haven't just occurred recently they've occurred in the past and they're going to occur in the future problem is we can't exactly tell you what the problem child will be next but tom we can tell you there will be a problem child well and jason mentions a few of these things that are out there today right the nfts or nifties the uranium stocks that's a radioactive investment. Yeah, uranium, uh, that's the latest Reddit thing. I know. It's all over the place. Uh, AMC still, cryptocurrency, the list goes on and on and on. And and I appreciate Jason's piece because it brings me to the first my first take on all of this. How about some history and about what you should trust when it comes to investing your money? Because I think if you look at long-term history, you can see certain things have made you money over time, right? Things like, well, a globally diversified portfolio of stocks, not individual equities, not picking, well, I guess we have to say now the next Tesla instead of the next Microsoft. Uh, how about bonds? Yeah, they haven't had a great year this year, but over the long haul, they've made you a little bit of money and they've sort of maintained stability in your portfolio. And yes, real estate, but Real estate, big picture, not flipping, not buying markets, not trying to get into a business that you may or may not understand. So those things have a history, Don, a long-term history, which brings me to my second point in all this, and that is don't trust any return. This is from Eugene Fama, won a Nobel Prize in economics, and he says any return less than 10 years is noise. You shouldn't trust it. It's up, it's down, it's sideways. So I don't know how long the Florida land rush went on, Don, that where people were putting checks in a barrel, which I'd love uh, to find. Less a than a year. I think it was yeah. a few months, actually. <laughs> where uh, all that money went in and then it all blew up in the air, I guess, from the hurricane. Mm -hmm. So I mean, long term is something you should trust. And here's the other one I think you should trust. Let me guess, the people that were promoting the Florida land scam or the cryptocurrency or the uranium stocks, they might have been self-interested in some way. There might have been an aspect of, hey, I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah, maybe you will, maybe you won't, maybe you can get your capital back. Whereas the academics who look at all of this and say, here's what's worked over the long haul, they have no interest in how you invest. They're just peer-reviewed, white paper researchers, if you will, saying, here's what's worked over the long term. So when I read this, that's where my mind goes to rather than I could add something and I might get rich in the next 10 minutes, which I just learned doesn't work in Las Vegas and it won't work in your stock account either. See, Tom learned his lesson. <laughs> Why can't you learn yours? Those of you who are still out there trying to buy individual stocks, to get rich, to make a lot of money quickly. Thinking, thinking you know more than the market knows? You're delusional. Those of you who are out there purely gambling on cryptocurrencies, your day will come. There will be a reckoning for sure. I don't doubt this for a half of a second because... What 10 years of cryptocurrency has proven is that, uh, as that I mentioned yesterday, the Boglehead Forum people and uh, the New York Times basically saying 
that cryptocurrency is an asset with no value today and no value tomorrow. It has no value. Why would unless, you put money into something with no value? What? Unless, unless you're traveling to El Salvador, then it does. <laughs> Even then, you know, their, their currency, their entire uh, cryptocurrency is uh, about 400 bitcoins. You could just wipe out the treasury really easily. Uh, if you want to question us or ask us a question or share a <laughs> comment, call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or do like almost everybody does. Send your question in at TalkingRealMoney.com, much like Linda did. Linda says, hi, Tom and Don. Oh, you're first that time. I have listened it. to your podcast for several months and really like them. Thank you for your intelligent comments. Wow. Intelligent comments. Which Good one friends. did she listen to? I want to I play know. that back. I, it wasn't, wasn't yesterday's. Uh, I have purchased some company stock over for over a decade. Oh, here's a lesson. And the total value is down to almost half for the last 10 years. It's about 10% of my portfolio. I have the other, I have another 20% in high and in individual stocks, highly appreciated, and the rest is globally diversified. I wonder if I should sell the company stock and put the funds into VT or VTI or use them to reduce capital gain tax when I sell appreciated stocks after retirement next year. What do you think? Well, uh, okay. First of all, our advice, anytime you bring any stock, I don't care if it's Tesla, Microsoft, Amazon, Washington Mutual, Enron, we're going to say don't own individual stocks, period. You take on a ton of risk and the expected return of that stock, something important to pay to pay attention to is whatever asset class it belongs to. So if it's a U.S. large growth company, you can expect a return of around 10% a year over the long haul, but you're taking a ton more risk to make that rather than just owning the index. That's number one. Number two, yeah, I like your strategies. Uh, I'm assuming this is in a sort of after-tax account of balancing the loss that you are going to have in the individual stock with the gains you're going to have in the other stocks. You could do that over a few years, obviously. You do some this year, some next year. Clean up your portfolio. Some of those other stocks that have had the great gains, they might be the next big loser. It's possible. So, yeah, I'd say clean up your portfolio, do it with tax efficiency in mind. And yeah, go to VT, go to a globally diversified portfolio, which you can own for almost nothing today. Mm -hmm. One of the great deals and around, truly. You get the performance of the market, which has been pretty impressive. Why would you struggle and take huge risks to possibly make more and likely make less? This is what I don't get. Um, and the fact of the matter is you're doing the right thing. I agree with Tom. Tax planning. Tax planning is critical. And so there's no rush, but eventually you should get out of individual stocks altogether and just go with ETFs or mutual funds that are low cost and well, By the way, this well point diversified. This points out something that when people buy stock in the company they work for, they have a tendency to be very loyal because they might know the CEO, they know the people that work there, they know the product, they think they have an overconfidence, as you and I do about our firm, because I know it. 
Whereas I don't know those other guys. So that's another mm -hmm. reason people have a tendency to hang on to it and oftentimes too long, as maybe you found here, Linda. But luckily, you've had some other things that have gone up. So yeah, that's another reason I personally think you should not own your company stock because you're going to have an allegiance to that that you should not. That's about your future, not about the company's future. That makes it emotional. And that's yeah. a big mistake with money. Thank you for your question, Tom. Let's do one more really, really okay. fast one. Yeah, uh, you can eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number, or send your questions in at talkingrealmoney.com. Liz wants to know. Well, first she says, "I love the show. You recommend advisors, but do I need a CPA to review my retirement plan?" See, that was a short one. You know, most of the time, not because a good fee-only fiduciary advisor is going to, of course, consider taxes, which is what you're going to get from a CPA. A CPA has a tendency, by the way, to generally to look back, not forward. Advisors are going to say, here's how we're going to position your assets, this type of asset in a pre-tax retirement account, this one in a Roth. Generally, you don't get that from a CPA. There are some people, by the way, who are CPAs and certified financial planners. So they might give you some help. But in a general sense, I'd say you don't need one. Um, the only time I think you really need a CPA in today's world, I think you even still do your own return, don't you, Don? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. I mean, and it's complex. And mine's, yeah. a complex, uh, mine's a complex return. And I, but I, I TurboTax the whole thing and do, I, I've compared it to an accountant. I do just as well You're and a save a bunch guy. of money. Yeah. No, I have somebody that does my taxes. We own a couple of businesses. I just have, no interest in spending the time, energy, and maybe getting it wrong. So that'd be the only time I think, I think when there's some complexity to your tax return, that's a time to hire a CPA. Otherwise, for planning purposes, again, a fee-only fiduciary advisor can do a very fine job at looking at all of those aspects. And the only time I think you need another expert involved, really, and this is what this is more often than the CPA need, which is only in very complex tax situations. For example, if there's a bunch of real estate that's got to be transferred around, you got to do some exchanges, all those kinds of things, you might need a CPA just for tax purposes. But the person you probably need, if you have a larger portfolio and you're heading into retirement, is an estate planner that to to make sure that your assets get moved properly as per your wishes to those you would like to move them to with the smallest tax hit possible so uh but otherwise most really good fee only advisors can help you through most things they're they they're like your general practitioner when you go to the doctor your family doctor that's your fiduciary advisor um the <laughs> Start, I, yeah. I started to make an analogy for yeah. the non-fiduciary oh, non advisors, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to because I don't want an entire industry out to get me. By the way, if you uh, go to TalkingRealMoney.com. There's enough people out to get me. <laughs> yeah, the list is lengthy, somewhat distinguished. Yeah. Um, yeah. TalkingRealMoney.com backslash help. We have a list of people we think you can trust there that could help you. And, and some tools you can use to help you find a good advisor. Yeah. So go check that out at TalkingRealMoney.com. Also, if you would like to spend some time with a fiduciary advisor, but you're a diehard do-it-yourselfer, and you're afraid, I don't blame you. You're afraid to go to one of these people because it's going to be a high-pressure sales pitch. Oh, my gosh, we've got the hottest new things here. Uh, you want to talk to somebody without a pitch, without cost, without obligation whatsoever? 
Well, we're going to make our advisor's advestry available to you at no cost for up to an hour. Don't push your luck. Uh, just go to Vestory.com and set up an appointment. Vestory.com or call 800-386-3004. Tom, anything to add before we bid everyone adieu? Uh, yeah, one thing to add. This is slightly under the threat category because it's aimed at a couple of people who know who they are. Remember, what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas, and you know who you are. Yeah, I know Tom. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> He went to a football game. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't even dress up like Skeletor or anything. And there were a lot of people there that were overdressed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jason Gay had an article in Mm. in the Wall Street Journal this week talking about the game and and the the overdressed aspect of Raiders. Yeah. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a great day to be overdressed because the walk to the stadium in the 105 degree heat would have been a bit overwhelming. So, man, hot. All right. Uh, thanks for being there. Hey, tell your friends. Um, by the way, a lot of these, we do these now, we do about two a week in video format. Uh, yesterday's is definitely one you need to watch as opposed to listen to. Uh, today's not as important, but hey, you know, it can be fun. So check it out on our YouTube channel. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast on their favorite podcast service. If you love, love, love what you hear, leave a review at Apple Podcasts because that's the place people go for reviews. And we'll be back very soon doing the thing we do, which is Talking Real Money. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?